Twin Cities on the Move, a real estate and mortgage podcast featuring Paul St. Andrew, Justin Sheeler, Joel Benson, and Greg Rios. Paul and Justin are real estate agents with Remax Results, and Joel and Greg are mortgage professionals with Cardinal Financial Company. And now, Twin Cities on the Move. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 21 of Twin Cities on the Move. Uh, my name is Paul St. Andrew. I'm a realtor with Remax Results. I'm Joel Benson, Cardinal Financial, and I'm last number 106-4642. And I'm Justin Sheeler with Remax Results as well. Hey, we, guess what, guys? We have another sponsor. We That's great. I know. It's wonderful. So excited about it. We'd like to welcome Insurance Warehouse to the show here today. And um, they've been kind enough to, to be a part of the show. Their number is 612-354-2040. MyInsuranceWarehouse.com is their website. Um, definitely a place to go if you're looking for insurance of any kind. Check them out. And also our old standby, Tina Winchandy at Country Financial, another wonderful insurance person. Absolutely. 651-846-8163. It's our spooky Halloween episode, fellas. Very scary. Well, you know what's kind of scary, too? I don't know where Greg is. <laughs> I've been meaning to tell you guys. <laughs> Somebody put him in the closet over there or something? I don't know. He disappeared. He did disappear. So, um, man, 2020, I don't think there's anything spooky that's really been going on around here these days. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's really, what, it's been Halloween all it's, year. Right? Yes. Nothing but material. Nothing but material. Oh, and yeah, I know it. And it's heading into November after this, too. I think there's just. We've got more, a snowstorm out there right now. It's snowing yeah. as we speak here at Minnesota Podcasting on Snelling Avenue. Yeah. The market is a little spooky these days. I think putting jack-o'-lanterns and hanging skeletons out in front of your house is kind of getting them sold these days, don't you, Justin? Yeah, I think so too, man. <laughs> it's amazing. It's crazy. Yeah, It's yeah. really crazy. Yeah, you were just saying, there was a. I know there was an article in the uh, Minneapolis Star Tribune today, and then um, we as realtors kind of, we got a sneak peek of an email yesterday. I forget what the, do you remember the details? Yeah, yeah. So, so both sales prices are up, um, sales themselves are up, new listings are up for a change, which is kind of nice, but uh, the supply is getting scarily low, horrifyingly <laughs> low, we might say. It's a little <laughs> scarce, huh? Especially for the single family home market. I mean, we've talked, the, the condo market is, you know, you, you have some opportunity there, some buying opportunity. You really do, yeah. But yeah, the townhouse and the single family home market has been been really just just blazing yeah so. yeah still yeah. still that's the way it goes i know well and again with these interest rates you know and, that's what's and fueling that's it. part yeah. of what's fueling it for sure you know that they're also what spooky spooky <laughs> low it's, it's frightening how they're fright it is frightening <laughs> exactly yeah i know i was actually saying that uh, i was listening to last october's episode just for a little reference on the way in here yeah um and we were talking again about spooky low rates in the you know four percent range, so we're you know we're well you know a point or more lower than we were last year. So and what's weird is the spring market. We didn't have it up front when we thought we would. When we normally do, that's when COVID hit in, in yeah. March. What it did is it delayed it into the the summer and the fall months. So mm -hmm. we've got just this extended crazy spring stretched out market yeah. because at the beginning of the year when COVID first hit compared to last year's numbers, we were lower, but now we've really seen a nice turnaround. Yeah, no, I've had, July was the biggest July that I've had in five years. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yep. And that's interesting, you know, because yeah. July, I always think, well, July's cabin month. It is. You know, if, if you're going to, yeah, and it's so nice out and I, mm -hmm. I kind of like it because I get to go play Relax hookies. a little you, bit. Yeah, 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 it's wonderful, you know, but that's the time everybody loves to get up north and 
do all the Minnesota things. And this year, it just seemed to really, like Justin said, it just continued to push on. So, and it is continuing now too. I mean, mm-hmm. best time to buy a house is 20 years ago and the second best time is today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, sure. we talk, we talk all the time about how Labor Day kind of is the signal of our season, right? Mm-hmm. Where things kind of start to wind down and, mm-hmm. you know, we're still going to be doing some business, but it's not going to be at the same rate. And this year, it's not like that at all. Mm-hmm. It's It's been sort of crazy. And I wonder, you know, obviously COVID had an impact and kind of pushed everything back, the spring market. And we're, we're sort of still experiencing maybe those those late spring to early summer sort of kind yeah. of numbers. Mm-hmm. What's it going to do? Is this going to last throughout the winter? You know, and normally you have a, a little bit of a break bit to kind of, of lull, yeah, you know, but, mm-hmm. take a breath. And mm-hmm. who knows? Is, is it going to just go right through the whole season? It just might. It just might. So, there's, yeah. There's good indicators that it will. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, no, get out there. Even the haunted ones are selling these days, Justin. <laughs> yes, Even the haunted are. ones are. You yeah. have no idea. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, well, anyway, coming up, we have a fun episode for you guys today. Again, it's our Halloween spooky episode. Speaking of haunted houses, they're out there. When you're in this business for a little while, you get to hear about the stories. You get to kind of be a part of them. And, and you know, you never know what's going to happen when you turn the knob at that house. So, We'll talk to Justin. I know he has a really fun story to share with us today. <laughs> Call um, it fun. Yeah. <laughs> and a couple, really fun. <laughs> nope. And a couple, we have a couple others. Joel and I have a couple to share as well. So, so stick around for that. We'll be right back with Twin Cities on the Move. Twin Cities on the Move would like to welcome our newest sponsor, Insurance Warehouse. Insurance Warehouse is a family-owned and operated independent insurance agency that works hard to get you the best possible coverage for your individual needs. Insurance Warehouse works with 40-plus carriers, which means they are able to shop around, find you the best coverage and the most effective homeowners and auto insurance premiums for you and your family. They're a local agency right here in Minnesota, meaning you don't have to worry about calling an 800 number to get a question answered or a claim filed. When you work with Insurance Warehouse, you get a personal relationship with someone who understands insurance and your specific needs. Like hail, storm-filled summers, cold and icy winters, Insurance Warehouse specializes in auto, home, business, and life insurance. And they're here to help you with whatever your needs may be. You can contact them at 612-354-2040 or at myinsurancewarehouse.com. Thanks, Joel. Yeah. Nice, it's man. Great it's to a, have a new sponsor. Oh, it's exciting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, cool. yeah. So welcome back, everybody. This is episode 21 of Twin Cities on the Move. I mean, I've been in creepy houses. I've had a lot of weirdness going on. I remember walking through a house that we thought was completely vacant, and you know, there there was somebody that living down in the basement, you know, mm-hmm. things like that, and little odds and ends. But here's a couple of realtor stories. There was an old two-story house in my area that was on the market for a long time. It was a real fixer-upper in a nice neighborhood. It was kind of an eerie house. The floors weren't level. Steps were kind of squeaky. All all yeah. of the above, you know. And when this realtor was inside, they felt like someone was watching them, and it made them want to leave. It was then they noticed a tiny light in the basement. It started to get a little bit brighter, and they turned around, calmly walked out. The house didn't have any electricity. <laughs> so you never know. You never know. So... Um, growing up, one of my one of my best friends, they bought a house that there had been a murder in one of the bedrooms. It was his sister's bedroom. Everybody in the family had at, at some point seen this woman. Like there, 
this woman was still in the house and they would see her and they all, none of them were like concerned about it or like freaked out. They all said, oh, she's, you know, she's a peaceful mm-hmm. spirit or whatever, but they would see her on, on a regular basis. And it just happened that anytime that I'd be over there, say spending the night, you know, his sister's gone or whatever. That was always the room that was available to me. Perfect. And, right? and, and, <laughs> yeah. Where do I sign? Yeah. And every night I'd be like, ah, I'm just going to sit on the, I'm going to. Watch Sports Center. I'll be on the living room, yeah. you know. And I never would sleep in that room. And then when I got a little bit older, I, you know, I felt like I was, you know, less scared of things, I guess, and decided to, to give it a shot. And I went and I slept in there. And I, I'm a hundred percent sure it had to be me, you know, just sort of my mind. Like I didn't see anything, but I kept convincing myself. Yeah. And I was probably like 16 or 17 years old. I wasn't a kid. And I would see things and just shadows or this or that. And I was sure I was about, you know, this woman was about to reveal herself to Mm -hmm. me and she never did. But the entire night I could hardly sleep because that's all I could think about was this. And and again, nobody else in the house had any concern about this being a negative. It was, it was just something they lived with. Really? And, and, and apparently there was this, this woman who was murdered there in the house and decided not to leave. Wow. Very interesting. (laughs) Well, you have a really, I want to save this to the last episode but you sure, have something yeah, to share huh yeah you'll just you'll shake your head you'll probably jump you'll yeah <laughs> just uh, oh boy it's, it's, all right well good well i'm oh, looking well. forward to hearing it so when we come back we want to hear justin's spooky halloween story and just say thanks again also here before we leave to, to country financial and tina winchandy wonderful insurance agent and also the insurance warehouse myinsurancewarehouse.com our new sponsors thanks for, for both of you and we'll be right back back everybody it's the spooky episode 21 2020 21 here we go twin cities on the move it's the halloween episode and thanks for uh our two sponsors again tina win chandy country financial and the insurance warehouse happy to have you along and justin you've had a couple run-ins i guess or something you yeah you haven't really you haven't you've been tight-lipped all day about this and i'm He's very curious i wanted it to be a shock for you guys as well so a letter up you it's, it's our spooky episode so what do you have for well us? i was gonna say i didn't think we could top last year's story that i had but but this one might it might give it a run for its money so this happened about two months ago um it it was part of a court case actually, which is settled now. So I, and I did get permission to tell you what I'm about to tell you. <laughs> wow. So you're uh, you'll be the first to hear it. Um, but yeah, it started two months ago. I was out uh, previewing properties for an invest investment uh, client uh, out of state. Uh, matter of fact, out of country. And um, I was showing properties one night, just doing previews for him. And on the way home, I saw this old uh, old Victorian. It looked like a, a nice place, but looked like it needed some TLC. And it wasn't listed. It wasn't on my my list of properties. So I called the agent quick, and he's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. You know, run through there and let me know what you think. Um, so I went in, turned on all the lights, took a bunch of pictures to send mm-hmm. to the client sure. and, and uh, locked the place up and, and headed back out. And um, I was about five minutes away, and the phone rang, and uh, it was uh, it was Zach. And Zach said, "Hey, Justin, uh, Zach here. I just want to let you know I, I meant to apologize. I didn't tell you about the power being out at the property." 
And I said, that's weird, you know, because I, I just had the lights all on. And I, I even took some pictures while I was there for my client. He goes, are you sure you were at the right property? <laughs> um, because he goes, uh, we, we had a tree fall a couple of days ago. It knocked down the power line. And um, Excel said it did so much damage, they're not going to be able to get it going for at least three to four days, possibly a week. And he said, mm. and I was there about an hour before you showing it to my clients. And the, the power is still off. Matter of fact, the power line supplying the house is still laying in the backyard. Wow. And this was really late when I showed it. So I didn't go around the house. I was going to mm -hmm. come back during the day. And God, I said, that's really weird. I go, but no, I got the right address. It was a manual lockbox. So it wasn't like I could have mixed that up. You know, if, if I would have went to the wrong property, that lockbox went to work. Sure. Or that combo. So I just, I, I went home. I kind of forgot about it. Um, and then the very next night I was in the, the approximate same location, maybe about a about a mile away. And I was thinking to myself, you know, it, it was a nice house. Um, it was an old school Victorian, early 1900s. Um, it looked like you had walked into 1900 when you went through the door. Literally, I mean, beautiful dark hardwood floors, mm -hmm. but it needed just a ton of, of TLC because it mm -hmm. just, the same lady had owned it, her family, the whole time. It had never been sold. Mm -hmm. uh, and I didn't find that out till till later. So um, I called Zach up quick and I said, hey, I'm in the area. Do you mind if I swing by there real quick? It's like, no, man, it's vacant. Go ahead. And the, the, the power wasn't working. It was off this time, but it was the house. It was the same house. Huh. I'm like, so this is oh. a little bit weird. Uh, and I just, like you were relating to in some of the stories earlier, yeah. you just have this weird feeling. Yeah. And occasionally when we're showing properties, you, you just get this, uh, you just get a, a, a unusual sense, like sure. a sixth sense almost. So mm -hmm. against my better judgment, I went inside and uh, I, I looked around the first floor quick and all I had was that mag flashlight, which only you know, illuminates about a, a 12 inch square or maybe 18 inch, I'm sorry, 18 inch circle. Yeah. Um, wherever you're going. So I made it through the first floor, um, ran upstairs real quick just to check everything out again, got back down and I figured, you know, I didn't check out the basement the last oh, time. And oh. by basement, I mean lower level, which sounds so much better than a basement. You sound like you're in a horror movie that's just, I shake my head at it. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I, don't go in the yeah, basement. There's no way you're well, going in the basement at this point, right? Bear with me. <laughs> so, you know, everything in me is telling me don't go into the basement. Um, but I, so I went into the basement. Of course, of course you did. You did. It's like, uh, let's hide behind oh. the wall of chainsaws. Quick, <laughs> <laughs> over to the cemetery. <laughs> no, but it's just like walking through the haunted mansion. And um, I'm just getting ready to leave, and I hear like a scratching sound. Oh my gosh. But it's not <laughs> but it's not it's not like a mouse or like a rat, like something small. You know, you can hit it like a little scurrying, like a squirrel or something. Um and it 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 and uh, just then I heard something like run across. I felt something kind of run across the room and it brushed my leg. So I jumped. I, I fumble around, get my phone turned on, and by this time my heart's just pounding. Oh. And I'm like, oh my God, I got to get out of here. So I just ran up. I, I didn't even look behind me. I ran up the basement uh, stairs, through the kitchen, through the living room. I didn't even look back to grab the, to, you know, to shut the door. I just grabbed the knob on the front door and pulled it behind me as I ran. I figured I better call Zach and tell him that, you know, there's something is in, someone or something is in the house. But luckily, uh, the cops were there in like just a couple minutes. Just one police officer, but it was a canine. Cop. Okay. Um, and he got it. And I kid you not, 
as he opened the door, the, this dog that got out looked like a wolf. It was pure black German Shepherd, probably about 150 pounds. I mean, this thing was mm-hmm. just massive. And its name was Damien. Oh. He called it <laughs> Officer Damien. <laughs> like, wow. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. So um, he said, you guys stay out here. Zach had showed up too. We're both standing outside. It's really cold. It was when we had that stretch of really cold weather. Yeah. And um, so we refer to that as yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We call that yesterday. But um, so, so the cop goes in first, he goes, I'm going to send the dog through the house first. Uh, He said, do you mind? You don't have to do this. Do you mind coming inside the house just to show me where you were at when you heard what you heard and what you thought you experienced or whatever? And I said, yeah, no, that's no problem. So we get in there, we go right to the basement because this is, this is where it gets almost unbelievable. Like two seconds later, this huge raccoon falls through the suspended ceiling, lands right in front of the police dog. So it just, and it sounds like some kind of crazy zombie and it takes off running and the dog takes off after it. So, uh, the the police officer is literally water skiing behind the dog, <laughs> holding onto the leash as it pulls him around the basement, chasing this oh, raccoon. Wow. And this raccoon is the biggest freaking raccoon I've ever seen. Wow. And uh, I'm sorry, it's such a long story, but but he, he oh. runs around, runs around, and he escaped through this tiny little hole, like the size of a pop can. And the dog is just standing there, just going nuts. And it must have taken the the police officer at least a couple minutes to get the dog to calm down. Wow. We get to the top of the stairs and the dog stops. Ears go straight up. He said, quiet, quiet, quiet. And so we're listening and I I could hear a voice then. I could hear someone talking. And so um, the the police officer is very, very adamant. He goes, stay here. Do not come downstairs. Uh, He goes, Zach, what is this uh, carpet for? What is this rug covering? And he goes, what is this rug for? And he goes, I don't know. So um, he says, can one of you guys come down here? And so I'm like, well, I'll, I'll be happy to come down. I run down there really quick. And the dog is just going nuts. It's circling around this rug and sniffing. And, and I don't know why I didn't pick it up the first time. But uh, so I grabbed a corner. The police officer grabbed a corner and we started pulling this rug back. And of course, there's this like this old, must have been like a root cellar or something there. But you could still, uh, the voices had stopped. The voice had stopped, I should say. And there's these big, um, these big like metal rings they used to use, mm-hmm. so you could pull the Pick access, up the hatch. yeah, the hatch. So we start lifting that up, and this light's coming out. So we know something, someone has a light in there, and um, uh, we get the we get the hatch all the way, and the the officer's yelling, "Stop! Don't move! Don't don't do anything!" And we hear this guy yelling, "Don't shoot! Don't shoot! It's just me!" <laughs> so Whoa. I'm like, oh, man, the dog is just going nuts. He goes, if you move, the dog is going to go out. Just stay still. Do not move. So we get this, um, we get the latch off or the hatch off. We set it down. This old guy, he must have been about 65 years old, climbs out of the hatch. And uh, Zach knows the guy. Zach goes. <laughs> what? So <laughs> it just gets creepier. He goes. Wow. He goes. Um. This. He goes. This is. Um. Walter Jenkins. He goes. He's a contractor that that had placed an offer when they first listed the property. And he said. Um. And the op, the cop is like, "You placed an offer on that? He goes, what are you doing? What? He goes. Miss. He said, Mrs. Claiborne promised me that she was going to sell me this house when before she passed away. This is. This should be my house." 
And Zach's like, you sent us an offer that's like a super lowball offer. We just couldn't accept that. It's an estate sale. And uh, the cop's looking at him like, are you kidding me? Wow. And, yeah, and this guy is just livid. And 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 then he starts pointing at me like, you had to go and if it hadn't been for that meddling realtor. Yeah. Oh. And I'm like, this is Scooby-Doo. Are you kidding me? And and oh my god! So finally, wow. so they they take him out. He's all upset, and and it turns out that he had been putting signs up that said "mold in the basement" because they they had um, spray painted over part of the basement where he had written "mold" in red spray paint. Oh my god! Oh, and he had this old cardboard sign that said um, "rats" that pointed with an arrow towards Jeez. where the uh, the little hole where the raccoon had crawled. Oh out my! Of. So this guy had spent this whole time um, scaring, pe- scaring people yeah. away from the property. It was Scooby-Doo. It was Scooby-Doo. <laughs> so so he, it's, it's unbelievable. that's why I said it's just unbelievable. It's, it, that's yes. amazing. Wow. wow. So did they so, arrest him? They would have. They, they would have arrested him. But I think after all this, they realized that it wasn't a true story. Oh, oh! man. <laughs> Had us going. Surprise! That's a good one. So it was a Scooby Doo. It was a Scooby Doo. For sure, it was. Too good to be true. Too good to be true. Good one. Good one, Shaggy. I like the dog's name the best. Uh, Damien. Yeah, that was the best. That was my favorite part. Oh Oh, man, do you ever feel like that fish with the hook in his mouth? (laughs) (laughs) Good one, Justin. I love you guys. Oh my god, and our listeners. Well, that's got to do it for I hope so. this one, right? I hope Holy it man. Oh, you, Justin, you suck. <laughs> funny, funny. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween, everybody. This is Twin Cities on the Move. Thank you again, <laughs> Tina Winchandy, Country Financial, and the Insurance Warehouse for being our lovely sponsors. And thanks again to Minnesota Podcasting for putting up with us again for a couple hours this month. It's always fun. Episode 22 coming next month. I don't know how we can top it, but... No, we're all going to make up a bunch of lies. Babe, just make up lies. <laughs> Tell them on the air. You sit on a throne of lies. That's right. That's right. We'll see you next time, everybody. Thanks. This has been Twin Cities on the Move, a real estate and mortgage podcast. Paul St. Andrew and Justin Sheeler are licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Results. You can find Paul online at minnesotahomesales.com and Justin at justinsheeler.com with Sheeler spelled S-C-H-E-E-L-E-R. Joel Benson and Greg Rios are mortgage professionals with Cardinal Financial Company. You can find them online at cardinalfinancial.com. Cardinal Financial Company, NMLS 66247, is an equal housing opportunity lender and is not affiliated with REMAX results. Jill Benson's NMLS ID is 1064642, and Greg Rios' NMLS ID is 1505482. This show was produced by Minnesota Podcasting and recorded in their St. Paul studio, and they can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the individual participants and may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of REMAX Results, Cardinal Financial Company, or Minnesota Podcasting. 